Um, all right, here we go, Cliff. This is the show. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. A man is born, he's a man of means. Then along come two. They got nothing but the genes, but they got different strokes it takes. Different strokes it takes. Kindle, come and me one go home. Kindle, let's not do our whole deo. Uh, our whole deo. You know, remember when we did the haunted house last year? We had this big routine to it. But let's not. I don't. I've forgotten most of it. Most of it was a TikTok dance that you taught me. Oh yeah, come on, we had fun. I didn't say it wasn't fun. I just said <laughs> I don't want to do it now. Oh, okay. Now, speaking of TikTok, I don't want to... You let me know if this is too personal and painful to bring up on the air. You said that you were shadow banned at the TikTok. Are you really? And what does that mean for the layman? Well, it means that they stop like... You know, with TikTok, they have this algorithm thing, and you have to, like, you put out are a Are any algorithms good? Al Gore was good, no. but are any algorithms good? No. He was the last one. He should have made an album uh, called Al Gore Rhythms. <laughs> Why didn't he do it? Oh, shit. If we got we to get a time machine. Um, so um, they have an um, algorithm that puts your um, video out to people, um, and then if so many people watch it, then it gets to the next level, and that's how, like, a video goes viral. But, like, there's all these people on there, uh, some that I know that were huge viral sensations. They have, like, a huge following on TikTok, way bigger than me. They were all saying the same thing. They were like, oh, my video stopped being, like, viewed. And and I was like, at the time, I was like, oh, that just probably means they're real bad. <laughs> um, but then I, I have some that I was like, this is video is way better than any video I've done. Like, every time I've tried to put something up, it's like, I'll get, like, one like or two likes. Mm-hmm. And, like, 30 people will view it or something. I don't know. It all just stopped one day. And I have like the creator fun thing because it's like, oh, click on this and you get money for all these likes. Well, I had one video that had like 5 million likes. That was that Home Alone house thing that I filmed. Yeah. And after 5 million likes, I got like $10. Like it's literally, Uh like I don't know how anybody, you have to like have millions of likes all the time to make money. If to be a star, yeah. So I've just stopped posting anything. I just use TikTok to look at things now because I'm like, well, I, it just makes me sad when I post something nobody watches, especially when I work real hard on it. See, and that's the worst. That's the worst thing about TikTok is because you put up a picture on Instagram. Well, it was probably just you in the bathroom holding yeah. your phone, you know, up to the mirror. But you make a damn TikTok, you got to feel like you're damn Scorsese doing all this shit. I know. And then it for it to get no like that's it's a racket. And that's why I'm against it. And, Your Honor, I present to you Kendall's testimony and why people in their 40s should not be on TikTok. <laughs> if you need another reason. <laughs> but, Cliff, let's not talk. Look, we already talked about how there's so many things out there that are sad. There's just too many sad things no, on TV these no days. No more sad We're things. We're not going to be sad. We're going to be happy. We're going to bring a fun, positive attitude. We are here at the Bushel Con uh, 2022 
it's it's all kind of things happening here. There's so many celebrities here. We're here. Uh, Flappy the Mule. Yeah. The, at the big Busheltown Fairgrounds. It's all set up. It is yeah. hot. But there's a lemonade oh. stand not too far away that's been set up, and all proceeds go to the Busheltown Planned Parenthood. So I've already bought a big jug from them. Oh, I told them to keep them coming. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's so hot, Kendall. But there are a lot of people, you know, the news anchors from the local news are over there signing, you know, umbrellas, the weather girls signing umbrellas. Oh, and yeah. I went up to Felicia to say, like, hi. Oh, you from know, Channel 81, Busheltown, hello. Yes. yes. Yes, when we did Busheltown, hello, we filled in for her while she was, you know, abducting all that stuff. And I was like, Felicia, hey, it's good to see you. And she just took my pad that I'd had all the show notes on. So you can see here, she signed it, thinking yeah. I just wanted a signature. But d- could not, did not know our names, did not remember <laughs> us at all. Well, when you a little bit, you have to, you know, think of the last, it's been seven years since we did that. And Ooch, has it been <laughs> seven years? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, buddy. And... Time has not been kind to any of us. So who knows what Felicia Swan has gone through in the past <laughs> many years? We were on a ride tour. We were, you're probably so cultured now from being around the damn world for so many years. She didn't recognize you. So cool. That's true. So anyway, Kendall, this is not about BushelCon. It's not about Kuth. You may or may not be these days. This is a show... <laughs> About happiness, like you were alluding to. Were you trying to get there? Yes. We got there. Good job. We got it. Trains pulled into the station. There's so many things in your brain that contribute to you being happy. There's all these chemicals. Just so many chemicals. Isn't it just crazy because you really... You know, the logical, or the the illogical, I don't know, just some Joe on the street, some gal, uh, some woman, a woman named Jonah on the street... She might just stop and say, oh, you're happy, you're sad because of things that are going on. But it's not really always true. Sometimes it's just no. these dumb chemicals going off in your brain. What is up but with now, that? Uh, oh. Sorry, chemicals. Doesn't it make you feel better, though, to think, oh, I'm not real sad. I'm not, I don't have all these things going on. I just got some chemicals that are all off balance today. It does. It, my chemicals, mostly, most days my chemicals are sitting sideways like in those old V8 commercials. Remember that? When they would be <laughs> yeah. sort of at a horizontal angle and they'd say, you have an edge of V8 today. But anyway. Because nobody knows that reference. You can't bring up stuff like that on the show. You have to be modern. No, it's a retro reference these <laughs> days. Kind of people love retro. But now there they are do. so many, these chemicals. There are four. Do you know the names of the four, Kendall? <laughs> Do I know them? Do I have, you know? I have pills that make up all those chemicals for me. <laughs> um, well, the the first one, the big one yeah. for me, is serotonin because I have a big um, lack of serotonin in my my brain. That's why I have to take medicine for it. Yes, and serotonin is sort of that feeling good about yourself chemical. Chemical. <laughs> chemical. Yeah, we we we're lacking that. It is. It's one of those things. And so that's why, you know, we're so self-deprecating. Well, we were for the first 700 and some shows. Now we're proudly obese and we're proud and we're happy and we're, you know, positive thinking for the next 700 because, you know, you get trained to think, oh, this I'm so awful at this. And, and even if you're good or you get a promotion in some job where people are promoted for things, I never, I've never worked at a job like that. 
But if you get a promotion, <laughs> you might think, I don't even deserve this. You know, I feel like an imposter. But no, you got to look and think about what am I really good at? Think, hey, this is a hypothetical. Okay, Kendall, this is a purely mm-hmm. hypothetical situation. You might be thinking to yourself, hey, nobody listens to my podcast. The ratings are lower than they've ever been, and so are my spirits. You might be thinking that, but you got to think, don't worry, self, hypothetical self, about my low ratings, because you have perfect pitch, and there is something that you can do. You know, I was watching this movie, Dune. Did you watch Dune, Kendall? No. You didn't watch Dune? It's good. Watch Dune. I never saw the original one. Then all the more reason to see this new one because you won't know what's I going know. Everybody on. Everybody told me they were like, "You got to see the new one. You got to see, see the, the new one." <laughs> no, you don't want to see the old. I avoided the old one. I'm not going to watch the old one until all of the sequels of the new one have come out because I don't want to know what's going to happen. I thought you didn't know what was going on. No, uh, it's I a remake. It was... Oh my God, Kendall, we'll oh, have this. We'll have I this off know. the air. But anyway, before I forget I how I was things. connecting this to Dune, before I forget what I was doing. <laughs> I, he has Timothy Chalamet. You got to watch this Timothy Chalamet, Kendall. It's a hair. It's going to give you hair envy, but it's like a <laughs> work of art. This hair on Timothy Chalamet, Kendall. You just got to watch. You could watch it with the volume off with and just look at the hair. But anyway, he has this one point. You know, he and his mom, you know, it's one of those old age-old stories. Somebody's, they're magic. They're magic people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they've got to, you know, they have this voice that they use and to make to make people do things. So if, if he says something in the right way, like if I said to you, give me those donuts, you know, if I said it just the right way, you'd hand your donuts over to me without Sorry, even Sorry, you didn't say it right. Me. I'm keeping these donuts. I know. I wasn't really trying. But in the movie, I was watching again the other day on the HBO Max, and the mom said, you've got to get the pitch right. I thought, oh, my God. I would be so good at these powers in the Duneverse if I only were living there instead of in this place where serotonin is so <laughs> In <low>. this hellscape. <laughs> right. Uh, Cliff, well, yeah, so, you know, we should have known that we had pro- if we had ever done a show about serotonin before we would have known that we were lacking in it cuz it says problem sleeping feeling bad about yourself uh, feeling low memory problems craving sweet foods like it's all that's all right there but that's us. but listeners there are things you can do to boost sarah just call her by her first name sarah serotonin that'll you can help meditate you can love it Kendall, you know, he's large and proud of it, and he's a runner. He's a big, fat runner. You might see him Ooh, running Not so the much these days. Well, then you might can walk in the forest. I do. I walk. That's yeah. what you got. I've been going on these. I'm blending this one and the next one. Listen to music. I've been going on these 20-minute walks around my old neighborhood. Kendall, around this, you know, the converted sardine factory where my loft is. Mm-hmm. I, and it's so... Angular, the hill that this old sardine factory was on, because they, of course, they needed it for the runoff of all the sardine juice. Yeah. And so when I'm walking sort of some laps around, it really is, uh, at least I tell myself, it's like I'm doing the Stairmaster because it really, it's so <laughs> slanty, you know, it is very slanty. Sand stairs. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm doing this, the, you know, wheelchair version on the ramp, the ramp master. <laughs> Oh, 
Excuse me, dear. We have to go in here for just a moment. <laughs> Sorry, people. It's oh, hello. Dude, so, so many autographs, dear. Now, are you boys getting as many autographs requests as I have? No, nobody. Well, somebody well, did come into our booth, not in the recording booth, but into our booth booth, the Busheltown yeah. booth. Bushelcon where we have all yeah. our pamphlets set out and stuff. They did come in here, but they were just asking where the bathroom was. Oh, well, dear, maybe it's the eight by ten photos you have out. Maybe they need to be bigger. Or, or maybe we should get rid of them altogether. Maybe that's what's stopping people. I told you, Kendall. I said, let me bring eight by tens of Jake Gyllenhaal, of Madonna, of people that others want to look at, and we could still yeah, sign them. Nobody's going to stop you from people sign napkins. What's wrong if we sign an autograph on eight by ten of a celebrity? It's false advertising. Oh, and you don't want to get started down that road, boys. Oh, no. No, we don't. See, I've been listening to you, Mr. Snodbottom. I've been ma- taking notes. Oh, thank you, boy. <laughs> <Isn't that> lovely? <laughs> it's so lovely. Now, we came in here. Why, Sugarlump? <laughs> Did you just want to get away from the autograph house? <laughs> no, dear, of course not. My Sharpie is all dried out, and I wanted to borrow one of theirs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we have uh, plenty here. Yeah, here you go. I've got here. Oh, there we go. Oh, you know, there's a line forming at the butter booth, Sugarloaf. Oh, goodness, dear. We should get back over there. Excuse us, boys. We we really must be going back to the butter booth. Oh, yes. Sorry, boys. <laughs> oh, it's it's okay. We're just in the middle of the show. Uh, hey, oh, uh, there they go. Look look at all those people. Now, we're uh, over here, too. If You know, this is the... We're the real heart behind the butter shop over here. Well, Kato, we're also... It's kind of in a corner where our booth is. It's uh, right by that, you know, porta potty Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's bad placement. That's what it is. Kendall, also, lastly, about serotonin. Quick fix. You want a quick fix, Kendall? Are you Ooh, interested yeah. in a quick fix? Go outside... In the damn sun. Oh, it's too hot. uh, Do it. I've been doing it. If I can do it, as proud and obese as I am, so can you. 10 to 15 minutes. I wear a hat because my hair is a Frasier-style mess, and I wear big sunglasses, hoping no neighbors recognize me. But Okay, but next we'll be doing a show about heat stroke. Well, we got to do a next show about something. Might as well be your heat stroke. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Cliff, you know, serotonin, like everything else, all you got to do is exercise. That's one way to help, like you said. Well, now, exercise um, is good, but it's good for another chemical, Kendall. It's good for yeah. one called endorphins. Ooh, endorphins. Have you ever enjoyed your endorphins? <laughs> Doesn't everybody enjoy their endorphins? Do you now, endorphins for the uninitiated who did not watch the same four YouTube videos I did this morning. Endorphins are those chemicals that kick in when you have like an emergency and you got a flight and you need a pain reliever is what this woman told me on the web. Oh, (laughs) I'm glad she told you. (laughs) But exercise, you can exercise for five minutes and it will boost those endorphins. And if you remember how people talk about runner's high, Kendall, if you want a runner's high. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. If you exercise for 30 minutes or hack, life hack, live on a slant like I do. (laughs) And you can do it in 20 because I feel like I've gotten there. I feel like I've gotten there, baby, at 20 minutes. Up uh, These slants go at the right time of day, sweating, and my endorphins and serotonin are banging, baby. Oh, I'd rather eat some dark chocolate. That's another way to have some endorphins. 
that that's one way. Oh, laughing. Hello, laughing. Listen Laugh to this out show. Loud. Yes, listen to this show with a friend, and it will bond you. And make sure they also subscribe to the show. It's called social laughter. It is social <laughs> laughter. You don't want a social disease, but you might want some social laughter. Yeah. And finally, Kindle about endorphins. Frequent movement breaks. You just got to stand up and move your ass. I'll, Kindle I'll for try. Just a minute or two. Just a minute or two. It'll help you. It'll boost them. You just have to fool yourself <laughs> into being well, happy. You know, that goes along with something. I heard this woman talking about, uh, 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 they said when you get real nervous, that your your body doesn't know the difference between nerves and, like, excitement. Yeah. So if you just tell yourself, oh, I'm really excited, you can psych yourself out that you're not really nervous. You're just, oh, I'm really excited to do this. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Like if you're about to jump off of something, I'm so excited. I'm excited. To jump off of this. <laughs> I'm excited. Just repeat yourself. Play that scene from Saved by the Bell in your mind as you drop down. Now, Kendall, what is the next? What's the third happy chemical? People are, first of all, shitting themselves that this episode is so informational. Well, they all are. Um, Cliff, the next one is dopamine. Gotta get some dopamine. Dopamine. It's the it's a feel good neurotransmitter, and it controls your mood too, and gives you uh, helps with memory and motor skills, all things that I need. Oh, see, and you're so good at so many things, Kendall. Did you have I told you that lately? Well, because thank you. dopamine it comes from rewards and praise, and I do have a blue ribbon for you, but I lifted it home off to give it to you <laughs> later. You mean you get it when you're giving praise, or I get it when I hear praise, or both? Well, kind of. Uh, you when you give praise, it kind of plays into your oxytocin, which we haven't touched oh, on yet. Don't don't jump ahead, Cliff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, but I'm, but you see how they all tie together, folks. Oh, they do. These brain things and that gray matter. But, you know, set and complete a goal. Here's a good goal for our listeners. I'm going to listen to one episode of Cliff and Kendall without turning it off. And listen to it, check it off your list, folks, and you will get a dopamine shot Ooh. for completing that goal. Hashtag Cliff and Kendall challenge. Yeah, that's the new Cliff and Kendall challenge, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, mm. And, you know, when you uh, practice a little self-care, Kendall, you also get some of that dopamine. It lets your brain know you're thinking about it for a change. Oh, I'll, I'll think way too much about it. But, Cliff, now, if you if you have too much dopamine, you know, you can have too uh -oh. much. So that's oh, like if no. you listen to 20 episodes of our show at once, you have too much. <laughs> you don't want to OD. Um, too much can lead to negative behaviors like uh, being overly competitive, aggressive, or having poor impulse control. So, you know, you don't, you don't, that's why, you know, when people get addicted to activities like <laughs> eating, uh, gambling, drinking, sex, recreational drugs, it's the thought that the dopamine hit they get when they indulge plays a role in this. You got to have that dopamine. Dopamine. Thanks for also shining a light on the scary side of hey, that. Hey, we, we give both, we give it all. Uh, that's why people tune in. They don't want a one-sided account of dopamine. Hell no. They want to hear the facts. <laughs> Just and the facts. speaking of... The, the other one, oxytocin. Ooh. 
The warm and fuzzy This one. is one. Oh, it is warm and fuzzy, isn't it? It's you get it sort of when you're with people you love. By that 19th episode of Cliff and Kendall, you'll be feeling some oxytocin. <laughs> that's when that love hormone kicks kick in. in. You're like, ooh, Cliff and Kendall love them. It'll be like, that's like when the cult finally breaks you. You're like, I do love them. I do love Cliff and Kendall. <laughs> but Kendall gets this all the time when he snuggles with his animals. Love it. <laughs> And, you know, mothers get this when they cuddle their babies mm-hmm. or, you know, when you give a hug, probably that people over there hugging Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn hope she's uh, pureling after all those hugs over there. <laughs> but all that oxytocin is just flowing. It is flowing. And when you hold hands, that's something you can do, you know, that's uh, with... Maybe you go and you see somebody who they're on their way out and they can't talk. They're in a coma. Hold their hand. You're boosting their, their oxytocin in, in yeah. the realm of wherever they are and your own. And finally, Kendall, like you said, giving a compliment. It just boosts that oxytocin right up. Love it. it it's Shh. the holy trinity with the other two. You got dopamine it's, and serotonin yeah. and oxytocin all together. Ooh, you've got and, you got it. And then if you add endorphins on top of that, then that's the holy quad quadrangle. So the you quadrangle. You heard it here first. Did Mrs. Did she leave her purse in here? Oh dear, She's... I think I left it over by your chair. Oh, oh I... is that it over there, Candle Bar? No, that's my bag of hard drives. Oh, this! All I have is a bag of hard candy over here. I don't know. Maybe uh, I do have some hard candy in mind, dear, but that doesn't look like my purse. Oh no! Oh, all right, I guess we can <gasps> oh, go. Oh my God! Wait, oh, wait! Oh, look what, at what is it? it Zobo, Zobo the clown over there. D- that looks like Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's purse. Oh, and oh, he's pulling goodness. like a he... never-ending string of handkerchiefs out oh, of it. My oh. Oh, I, lo- I think it's hilarious. He- he's well, just spreading oxytocin over there. He's spreading something. Now, Kendall, there's also, you want, you know, not, you know, you went negative. So what about the negative? I wasn't going negative. I just wanted to point out some of the things if you had too much. I wasn't being negative about you going negative. <laughs> I was just saying that you did. And if you want to continue uh, down that track, you know, there is an evil chemical. You know the name of the evil chemical in the your brain. The evil chemical? Um, Jack Daniels? No, that's a good <laughs> one. Kendall, this one is, sounds like a, something you spray on something. It's cortisol. Ooh, I had way too much cortisol in my system always. That is a bad news chemical, and it comes up when there are memories or things that remind you of past pains, be they physical or emotional. It comes up when you have a big disappointment. That's when the cortisol raises and it, you know, just floods out. Sounds like that. When it floods out, the oxytocin and the serotonin and the endorphins and the dopamine. Uh, But Cliff, you're being way too negative about cortisol. It's really just a nature's built-in alarm system. It so is. If, if you got stress, if your adrenal glands are working, you know, making cortisol, that just means it. it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's telling you, you're eating too many carbohydrates, you're too inflamed, your blood pressure's too high. It's just giving you, you know, a little warning. No, wrong. Debunk. This <laughs> is, that has nothing to do with if you see a noose hanging from the tree and you recall your dear friend who lost their noose. And, you know, that that's not anything to do with your carbs. That is to do with 
past trauma and it's coming back with the cortisol. And the one way, you know, to deal with this cortisol, not by lying to yourself as others may want you to do and say, oh, it's the, my carbs. It, no, what you got to do is distract yourself. You can distract yourself. That's where you turn back on the Cliff and Kendall show. That's where you listen back, you know, to an old Joan Rivers routine or whatever. Or you learn a new skill. You learn how to do that one over there where Mr. Snodbone, what is Zobo? He's, I did. I don't think Mr. Snodbone had that big balloon animal in his pants, did he? I, he don't, just pulled th- I that don't right think- out of there. And he also pulled a handkerchief, and it was connected to Mr. Snowbomb's underwear. But that is not his underwear. I know it's more stained than that. It's a yeah. So I think that was a plant. But plant. anyway, that will help lower those cortisol levels. Kendall, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. You know, you know that that all comes uh, your adrenal glands. You know, your brain's pituitary gland. That's where all that yeah. cortisol is like. That function is coming from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the thing about self-soothing, Kendall, you know, where you calm yourself down when the cortisol raises too high, is the bad news for us is you form these big pathways in your brain when you're young. And so your brain just keeps going back over and over to the, say, Dairy Queen drive through <laughs> or whatever, it, you know, because your brain's like, well, I guess we'll do this. So we did it 34 years ago. We'll keep on doing it. But you can create new pathways. You have to work on them, though, and you need to do it every day for 45 days. Oh, God, you sound just like Dr. Blathers. Well, but you have to. So you need to go go on a 10-minute sunshine review walk, Kendall, uh, every day. <laughs> Everybody's this, smiling. <laughs> this might reinvigorate your TikTok, okay? If you went every day for 45 <laughs> days and you, you just recorded yourself outside in the sun and you reviewed the sunlight that day, and <laughs> I know, give it a six today. I give it a six. And, you know, and one day it's like rainy or well, this uh, the epic fail on the part of the sun today, folks. But go if, when you go outside, it not only reinvigorates your TikTok, but it will create new neural pathways for happiness in your brain, in your brain, uh, in your brain. Oh, I can use some new neural pathways. Now, Kendall's going to do this. He is going to create new p- neural pathways by making TikTok reviews of sunlight. But the I, I watched these videos uh, on the Inner Mammal Institute YouTube page, okay? And there was this doctor lady who, you, she, you know, you could know right away you could trust her. You could just tell. And she was dressed exactly like Amy Farrah Fowler from The Big Bang Theory, who was also a brain doctor. So it leads me to think one of them really got their research right. <laughs> but Kendall, you know, while Kendall's going to review the sunlight, you could do other these other things. And she said, "Do you have to do weird things so your brain like remembers it?" So like reviewing sunlight is pretty weird. So your brain's going to remember weird. that, especially when you start getting these alerts. Your TikTok is full of likes, and <laughs> you, so many re re TikToks. Like all the serotonin I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, she said you could, you know, walk backwards for a minute while smelling your favorite smell. You could read a book standing up for five minutes. You could. And then what she said she did. She really said this. I'm not making this up. She said that what she's doing 
to self-soothe. And this is to distract herself when her, you know, serotonin is nowhere to be found. Cortisol is going crazy. Mm-hmm. What she does is she watches a little video, like a YouTube video that in, in a foreign language, and flails her arms and legs. So you could do that, listeners. Now, and she's somewhere right now being super happy as hell. But did I miss something? What, yeah, how, probably. Why, why do you? <laughs> I missed a lot. Why does she do that? Like, what does that do to your brain? It gives you oxytocin, or I mean, it gives you. That's her new. She's training her brain in a new technique of self-soothing. Oh, instead for self-soothing. Of, okay. Yeah, instead of going to the cigarettes or to the donut holes or whatever, or to you know the sex addiction. And I see that your new soothing thing is to draw pictures of donuts and things. I see that on your notepad over there. I just draw them. And, you know, I get so caught up with the shading of the powder on the donuts that I've realized I've spent 20 minutes not even thinking about eating donuts, but about getting them down on paper. And isn't that what life's really all about? That's what it's about, Cliff. And and I have a a very serious question for you. Uh, Well, hold on. Let me get ready for it. I want to be able to give you the best answer possible. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? I'm the only one here. <sighs> I'm the only one talking to you here. <laughs> I've got one for you, Kendall. I've got an are you talking to me for you. All right. Now this one, I'm going to have to... Put one phrase that recurs in this quote. I'm going to have to say blank instead of the phrase because that phrase is the title of the movie. Oh, okay. Here we go. Welcome to blank. The first rule of blank is you do not talk about blank. The second rule of blank is you do not talk about blank. Oh, Cliff. uh, Jurassic Park. No, I'm kidding. Fight Club. Fight Club. (laughs) Well, you did throw me off when you said welcome to blank. I was like, welcome to Jurassic welcome. Park. Now he said welcome to Fight Club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Alan Grant was like, first rule about Jurassic Park. We don't talk about Jurassic Park. There you go. All right, Cliff. End, begin, all the same. Big change, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Watching this movie gives me a lot of oxytocin and serotonin. That would be... Um, Schindler's List. Oh, no. That's my number two for serotonin. Uh, the Dark Crystal. That was Agra. So dark was the crystal. Now, Kendall, you <laughs> maybe have noticed that over here I am giving you Brad Pitt movie quotes. So. Oh, that, I thought you were uh, giving me the finger. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, well, that too, but that's on an unrelated note. Well, now... I've always believed that if done properly, armed robbery doesn't have to be a totally unpleasant experience. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. No, Kendall, <laughs> this is... Notion's Eleven. When people talk about the sexiest performances of all time, this may be number one. And everybody out there is shouting it when I give it that... Brad Pitt, sexiest performance of all time. Listeners are screaming. Scream it with me. Thelma and Louise. Oh, well, see, I forgot he was in it. That's why. Um, Well, you must really be straight. After all these years, uh, listeners, this is the (laughs) proof. 
We didn't Cat's know until now. Cat's out of the bag, Cliff. Cat's out of the bag. I was not sure until now, and now I'm so <laughs> sad and so sure. Now, I think you threw me off saying Brad, these are Brad Pitt quotes. You should just let me go, because I got the first one. Didn't even need the hint. All right. Well, that was the easiest one, yeah. Though we adore men individually, we agree that as a group, they're rather stupid. That as a group, they're rather stupid. Oh, this feels like something I've seen many times. Oh, you've seen it. Brings oh, me great serotonin. Yep, and it was. I know who. I know the men. The group of men she was talking about. They were the seven dwarfs. Snow White. Oh no, Cliff! You were close though. It was a Disney movie. Mary Poppins. Oh, that was I the uh, the suffrage. You know, women that they were oh, meeting the and talking about. All right. Yeah, suffragettes. Love Thank it. you, Kendall. You can be as mad as a mad dog at the way things went. You could swear, curse the fates, but when it comes to the end, you have to let go. The end. What what movie was all about the end? Um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. No. This is <laughs> no. far more curious of a case. The curious case of Damn Benjamin Button. It was about the end. Uh, see, if you would have said seven, but I look a lot older, that, then I would have gotten it. No, that sounds like Richard Nixon. Or the, no, you sounded like Sling Blade. <laughs> so you sounded like, I'll take some French fried potatoes and uh, some people call it a Kaiser Blade. I call it. We got to do another one of our impressions segment because we're just too good. All right. <laughs> we'll really leave an impression oh, yeah. on you. Um, all right, here we go, Cliff. I've never been inside a restaurant that doesn't have a drive-through window before. That was Wendy, the story of Wendy from Wendy's. No, Cliff, that was Ernest from the story of Ernest goes to jail. Oh. All right, Kendall. Hit and a miss. That's a swing and a miss. I said hit and a miss. I meant swing and a hit miss. Hit and a miss, whatever. <laughs> this one, though, Kendall, you're going to knock it out of the park. Forgive me. Uh, well, forgive me for that. And then oh. also, unrelated, forgive me if I have a lingering respect for life. Lingering respect for life. The, were you serious that I would get this immediately? Oh, uh, no. But, I mean, there's a, ch oh. there's a chance in hell. Um, I want to say, okay. I have two, and they're both wrong. So let me just say both of them. Well, let me tell you something first, and this might help you. Okay. If you think of the title of this movie, okay, uh -huh. the title might lead you to believe that somehow Barbara Walters was involved, but she was not. That made it harder. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you're probably, <laughs> let's just go ahead and say both your answers are wrong. What were they? Uh, well, I was either going to say Inglorious Bastards, which is definitely nothing to do with Barbara Walters, or The Tree of Life. And that's only because you said life in there. That's a hit and a miss, a swing and a miss there for you, Kendall. <laughs> it was not Barbara Walters who conducted this interview with a vampire. Inter now, oh, interview. I was like, well, now how did you get that from Barbara Walters? Now I see. Now you see. Okay. Now the world, it's like, man, why didn't Barbara Walters do the interview? <laughs> why, well, they missed a big I opportunity know. there. And Tonight nice. on 2020. Yeah. Blood. Blood. Teeth. One more for you. All right. 
The last thing I remember is walking through the forest and hearing a loud noise. Now, here I am flying through the air. What am I anyway? What am I anyway? Uh, what am I anyway? Am I the, uh, I'm the Count of Monte Cristo. No, you're not. Cliff, no. you would be the Gump from Return to Oz. Oh, you were saying from Forrest Gump. <laughs> the Gump from Forrest Gump. The Gump from Forrest Gump. I bet you didn't know there was a Gump in there. I thought that's all I knew that was in there for sure was a Gump. <laughs> well, Kendall, that's, you know, this has sent a, so many brain chemicals just firing off in the brain. All the good ones. Cortisol levels are at all-time low. And so I think this is just a beautiful time to... Take a break. What do oh, you say? Oh, God. I've been looking at that cotton candy machine over there for the past 20 minutes, and I would really All like right. some. Get me one, too. More sass right after this. Carefree Sugarless Gum presents Robin Hood. I can see it, Marion. I can see it. The path through the forest, Robin? No, something more direct. Oh. I can see Carefree has more flavor. How can you see more flavor? Look on the scale. Carefree weighs 32% more than Trident's smaller sticks. I can see Carefree's got more gum. Mm. And more flavor. Would you like to see the rest of the forest now? Sure would. See, it's got more flavor. Carefree sugarless gum. And now, welcome back to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In your brain. In your brain. In your brain. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Oh, God. sorry. Um, Drink a big lemonade over there. I hope it was better than my cotton candy. Was your cotton candy not good? Not that you bought me one, so I have no way of knowing. It was not good? It well, was... no, I decided not to bring you one of those because it was like cinnamon flavored. It just was not. It was weird. But I did bring you... No, maybe... I think you bought a big wad of cinnamon dental floss. No, no. But I did bring you this from the Grotic Bakery. I thought you'd enjoy this. Oh, that's awful sloppy. So these are your sloppy seconds of whatever it was you ate? Well, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't resist taking a bite on the way over. Well, I'll sit it over here. I'll, I'm going to let some of that congeal a little bit okay. before I eat it. All right. Well, Kendall, It's good, though. Are, I'm sure it's good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Second half. Happy chemicals have been discussed and dispersed. At this point, they are all through our brains for various reasons. And now we turn down under to the world's happiest animal. Kendall, did you even know about this happiest animal on Earth? No, I didn't know about it because I don't know about anything from Australia because everything wants to kill you, usually. Not this. These are very Not docile. This. Tell Not us, the quokka. Tell us about the quokkas. The quokka is known as also a short-tailed scrub wallaby. It's, it's way too much to say, so I just shortened it to quokka. But uh, it's a small macropod 
about the... <clears throat> Ooh, <clears throat> God, that really got me. It was that cinnamon uh, cotton candy. Still in your throat. It's about the size of a domestic cat. <laughs> and it's the only member of the genus Cetonix. You know, it just couldn't get into pentatonics. Oh, no, me neither. And like other marsupials, uh, such as kangaroos and wallabies, the quokka is... Herbivorous and mainly nocturnal. Nocturnal, and you know what the island where most of them are. What is the name of it? Uh, Quokkas are found on some smaller islands off the coast of Western Australia, particularly Rotnest Island. Rotnest, which comes from the Dutch word for rat nest. So that's where because the Dutch came, they're like, damn. This place infested with damn rats. This is a rat nest. Is it really? Yes, I watched a... Are you making that? No, I watched a five-minute YouTube about it. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I'm glad somebody did some research. Uh, hey, um, I was... Listen, I was at the library overtime watching their YouTube videos, okay? <laughs> Cliff, they are just adorable and playful and known for being as cute as a button. Because if you look at pictures, I, I go ahead... All of our listeners should go on and Google quokkas right now, and it will bring you instant serotonin and serotonin and dopamine and everything else, because yes. they're just the cutest thing you've ever seen. This could be a new self-soothing neural pathway, Googling quokkas every day, Q-U-O-K-K-A. While you spin in circles. While you spin in circles, exactly. That way you're, I'm getting, thinking, I'm about to vomit thinking about that, but <laughs> That's making me a little bit woozy, but no, don't spin in circles. But maybe you know, do some leg lifts or something while you look at them, and hmm. that your brain is just going to be fooled into thinking it likes that after forty-five days. Sorry, I'm just looking at pictures of them right now, and I can't even focus. It's, they're just too cute because they look. Don't they look like they're smiling? Yes, they look so happy. Oh. Sorry, I, I just can't. I can't stop looking at them. I need to move on. All right. Um, um, Cliff, they live like 10 um, to 15 years, whoa. first of all. And they have little pouches just like kangaroos do for the little babies. And, and if you think it is cute seeing a picture of a quokka, look up a picture of a quokka with a quokka in its pouch. And done. Oh, now one interesting thing about those quokkas in their pouches, right? So. Yeah. The mother, she, when she's pregnant with one Joey, you know, it's in there, but her body keeps a spare, a spare, like, growing whatever. Like, it's... No wonder they're so happy. I know, because she knows, hey, this baby gets eaten by a tiger, I'll just pop out another. But no, because sometimes... If you know, if the baby were she were to have a Kawaka miscarriage, then the second baby would start, uh, would move up into the thing and begin developing. Or sometimes when the Kawaka mother is threatened by a predator, it will shoot the first baby out of her, <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit, and then the second baby will, you know, move on up and begin developing, and Joey life will continue, but, y- you know, so that's... Whoa! Whoa! Hashtag Quokkamoms! Quokkamoms! They're, they're the best. Well, and if you got a Quokkamom, you gotta have a Quokka selfie, Cliff. That's a, that was a big social media trend. 
that has gone viral is for you to take a selfie with a quokka. Yeah, it was, you had got to go to this rottenest island, though. That's your best nah, chance. I'm not going there. That's your best chance. And now, this island... I'll Photoshop it. <laughs> no, Kendall, this, this, what a world. Kendall's living in a what land a of deep fakes <laughs> over here. Don't deep fake your quokka selfies, guys. Go ahead and go to rottenest island. But you go there, and, you know, you would think that... The, all this notoriety and people traveling there for selfies would be endangering further these endangered animals, but they are thriving on the old Rottnest Island. They're usually, they'll just walk right up to you as, as in saying, hey, give me some food, bitch. Give me some food. They're like, look at this smile. Don't you want to give me some food? And I would be like, yes, I do. Here's all my food. Here's all my food. Well, Kendall, that's a weight loss plan we can get behind. Ooh, all we got to do is go visit the Quokkas. The Quokkas of Rottnest Island. Why did we not go there uh, when we were in Australia? We, well, I guess it was too long to know. go to that island. It was too far. Well, I still, I still think it's just funny. The, the thing I like most about the Quokkas is I just picture Fozzie telling a joke. He says, Quokka, Quokka, Quokka. Oh, see, <laughs> you know, the Muppets, they're still making things that could still happen. Put it out in the universe. Yeah. Kendall, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing that may one day occur. Now you, it's a butte, Cliff. It's a butte. You cannot have these as a pet, though, so I'm sorry. You cannot cuddle them, Aww. and there is a $300 fine for touching them on the island because what? they can get... A little bit uh, bitey, clawy with people who Ooh. are. But that's only if you're well, fucking them up, you know. So yeah. keep hands off and it's all smiles. <laughs> what do they charge for a selfie? <laughs> you, you better have it. You better hope you got the correct change. <laughs> oh, man. Those poor quokkas. They just, they need protection. Will anyone protect the quokkas? I don't know. You know, you probably could have smuggled one home in your suitcase or two i guess we'd need two and we could have started our own quokka business in the strip mall yeah but it would have eaten all my food in my bag you know Oh, it's, oh, it's so hot outside. You know, the, the uh, fire department, they're about to open up the fire hydrant over on the other side of the fairgrounds just to relieve the heat, boys. Oh, that sounds fun. It does. I should have brought my full-length swimsuit. Yes. I was expect, despite all this heat and the but, you're, all your butter has been melting from all the heat, people are still just coming up to your booth in droves. What are, what are you putting in that butter? They're only the best ingredients. Oh, yes. You know, Mrs. Butter, Butter, Butter Churn, she learned everything she knows about butter, parsley as a girl, on her butter farm, and then, of course, on Fizzy 111 in the Falkland Islands. That's where her recipe was perfected. Oh, oh yes. There's been so many wonderful things. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I love your butter. I would, I would, I could go for a sample right now. We, you better go over there, Kendall, and sop it up. It is melting out there. Oh, dear. Those are only for the customers coming to Bushelcott, I'm afraid. But I'll get you some when we get back. You know, who I'm worried about is whoever is in that suit playing the old mule Flappy. I think they must be getting overheated, giving out all these, you know, oh. TikToks with the kids or whatever. Flappy does look a little woozy right now. Hey, is that a dance? That, Kendall, you know, is that a TikTok dance he's doing or is he about to pass out? I don't know. It's no, it's no TikTok dances I know of. Uh-oh. 
Oh, oh dear, maybe we should yeah. check on him and get him some lemonade yeah. or something. I'll go to the lemonade stand. Post haste, Mr. Galumpo. Oh, good oh. dear. I'll get him some butter. That always seems to raise up the level. Oh, so he can have some butter. I guess if I just go around and get overheated, she'll bring you just some pass out. I guess so. Uh, well, anything else about Kawakas, Kendall? Oh, I mean, there's so many things. I don't even know where to stop. So we'll just stop here then. All right. I'm exhausted. I'm ex- listen. You think listeners think they're exhausted? They should come into this hot booth with <laughs> us. Hot, hot, hot. It is so hot, 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 even though we're under this sort of awning over here by this porta potty. But anyway, Kendall, that's not what we're talking about now. What we're talking about now is the truth, and the truth is we have a true Busheltown tale for Ooh. the listeners. The truth will set you free. It'll it'll do something. That's for sure. Tonight's true Busheltown tale is called The Truth Bites. This true story begins in downtown Busheltown two Saturdays ago. It was midnight. The temperature was 95 degrees. There was 100% humidity. Sandy Jenningsforth, a low-life thug and two-bit hustler, was on the corner of Shovel Street and Cricket Sounds Avenue. He was surprised to see a familiar figure walking his way. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. Last person I expected to meet out on the street is you at this hour and in this heat. But it is you, ain't it? After all these years and all that water under the bridge. The water under the bridge was troubled, Sandy. You know that. As well as you know my famous distaste for late night and hot weather. Casey, 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 my younger brother. You are always mama's favorite, and not just because you grew up to be a civil rights attorney and I grew up to be... A A what, Sandy? A thug and a two-bit hustler? Those were your choices, not mine. Your thuggery began in third grade when you shook down Willie Boxman for his Capri Sun money. It was a sickening sight to see from my vantage point in kindergarten. Even then, all I could do was turn my head in shame. You would say that. You never understood, and I can't explain it to you now. I'm due to meet a dude here in a minute. It's pretty dark stuff. You wouldn't like it, Casey, so just go on back to your pretty little house in West Busheltown where the swamp air is sweeter than sugar cane, or so they say. What are you and this dude up to, Sandy? Now that's for me to know and you to find out. Remember that? Daddy said that to us on the day he walked out forever. Daddy didn't walk out. He did. He didn't. Did. Didn't. You two knock it off or I'll call the fuzz. Treat every man like your brother, you dumb idiots. If daddy didn't walk out, what happened? And quick, you know my life goes from one hustle to the next. I'm, I'm meeting a man. You ain't meeting nobody. I'm the one that contacted you on the dark web. You emailed my dark Gmail account? Your dark brother 16 at darkaol.secret? One and the same. I knew contacting you to do some cheap hustling was the only way I could reach you with the truth. The truth about Daddy. Daddy walked out. I asked him where he was going and he said, that's for me to know and you to find out. 
I have so much to tell you about, Daddy. My years as a civil rights attorney have afforded me the opportunity to engage a private eye. Her name is Carlotta Devolja. She's been on his trail for years. Since the first Transformers movie. The cartoon one in the 80s? No, the Shia LaBeouf one. Now come on with me to Busheltown Square Park and all will be revealed. You mind if I vape in your car? Not if you crack a window. Thanks, little bro. The Jannings' fourth brothers rode in Casey's Honda Supreme to Bushel Square Park. It was an 11-minute drive. During those 11 minutes, Casey told Sandy about the day their father left. Millard Jannings' fourth left them on March 19, 1988, at 10.15 a.m. He walked swiftly away from their home in the North Busheltown subdivision known as Moonlight Acres. At a brisk pace, Millard arrived at the local mini-mart called Buy Now. He picked up a packet of balloons, some birthday candles, and a pack of Virginia Slims, his preferred cigarette brand, though he smoked them only in private. Virginia Slims? I figured Daddy was a Marlboro man or a card-carrying member of the Joe Camel fan club like me. Millard left the buy now at 10.49 a.m. and walked south on Big Haystack Lane. According to Carlotta Devolge's research, Millard spoke to only one more person that day. He was headed home to celebrate the birthday of Frizzy, the family cockatiel. And he stumbled upon the local Jehovah's Witness, Witness, Mark Johnson. Mark Johnson was a devout Jehovah's Witness witness. He went door to door and alerted people when there was a Jehovah's Witness in the area. According to Mark, he spoke to Millard briefly about a recent episode of Night Court and the lack of Jehovah's Witnesses in the neighborhood at the time. You mean Daddy was coming back? For a birthday party for Frizzy? Well, I thought he hated that bird. I assumed he'd chosen Frizzy's birthday to leave just to really rub his dislike in poor Frizzy's bird face. I wish I hadn't told Frizzy that. It might be what caused her to die of grief before her time. Mm, that's possible, but don't beat yourself up about it now. Casey, what happened to Daddy after he met Mark Johnson? He walked through these very gates, the gates of Bushel Square Park. He intended to sneak a Virginia Slim and be on his way, but it wasn't to be. Oh, I think I better sit down on this bench for a minute. This one over here, between the dogwood tree and the possumwood bush. No, Sandy, we must walk a little more, and you'll see what I mean. All right, but I'm shaky. As shaky as a one-legged hobo on a train full of vibrating dildos. So was I the first time I heard what really happened. Daddy walked through this park, past that dogwood tree and the very same possumwood bush. Then he came to a stop just beyond that big garbage can over there. The one with the rats the size of bread boxes eating a cheeseburger on top, or the one with all them cockroaches covering the stack of dirty diapers? The one with the rats. Now on Daddy's last day... His last day? Yes, on his last day. It so happened that an artist was working here in the park. You mean... Drawing caricatures like the one Mama had done to you. <laughs> you were skateboarding with Pikachu. No, not like that. This artist had been commissioned to create a piece for the park, a permanent fixture for others to admire for generations. This artist, Farley Manicotti, worked in bronze. He was also quite clumsy and possibly high on bronze fumes, and one thing led to another and... No! No! Yes, yes! You can't mean that... I do mean that. Farley Manicotti spilled hot bronze all over Daddy. That's him. That's not a statue over there. It's our father. That, 
Yes, that you. The one covered in bug shit. The one of a man hollering like a cat just ripped off his scrotum. Yes, the bronze covered him and killed him. And Farley Manicotti never said a word. Oh. He, he even collected a prize that year from the Busheltown Bronze Lovers Society for best use of bronze. No. Oh, 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 Daddy. All these years you've been right here. It's so ironic. How exactly is it ironic? I can't explain it now. Hey, what's that over there? Looks like a cage. What's in there, a dog? Caging dogs? What kind of human would do that? We can set him free, Casey. That's one thing you and I can do as brothers. Run free, my canine friend. Run, boy, or girl, or non-binary dog. Far be it from me to gender you as you embark upon a journey towards your higher self. And that's how the rabid dog that the Busheltown Parks Department had been tracking for months was released. Born free, as free as the wind blows, as free as the grass grows, born free to follow your heart. The next morning, the diseased animal went on to bite six men in the 50 and up Sunday school class at the Snake Handlers Baptist Church. Now back to you, Cliff and Kendall. The world still astounds you. It's time you look at a Whoa. star. Oh, back. That's Whoa. how it happened. I was wondering. Uh, it's now we know. Now we know the truth, Kendall. And that's one thing people come to our show for. Truth. They come to it for, not for justice. There's no such thing in the world. But there is mercy, because that's one thing we can give to each other. And mercy is what we're going to give our listeners now as we go, because I'm hearing some tinkling bells outside, and I think it's the damn ice cream Oh, and remember the fire hydrant's going to be spraying water. This sounds like things could be getting better out there in the heat, so. I have to believe it's getting better. We're going to get some sun, which is going to boost our serotonin. Get ready, uh, well, get ready, Kendall, for just some happiness. I hope our overload. listeners can handle all the new things coming their way: serotonin, oxyto- oxytocin, all, dopamine, all of it. So, all of them. Why do you think they call it dopamine? <laughs> because it's so good. You got to get it. Get you some, listeners. We'll see you next week. If, if you're just not too happy to, to listen, you might be just <laughs> too, too happy. happy. You remember, I said you could be an <laughs> You're free as a roaring tide. So there's no need to hide. And now, for a super special boost of happy brain chemicals, it's a song I wrote to commemorate the outcome of Stranger Things 4, Volume 2. So if you're afraid of spoilers, you might want to skip ahead a minute or two or so. I could be all through volume one I worried about the fate of Hawkins' favorite son Half full of hopeless sorrow Half in fear the day That volume two would drop And Netflix could take my Steve away 
I knew for them to kill him would prove they are all fools But I also knew the world is painfully cruel I stayed awake so many nights Praying to whoever might hear Pleading the death of Steve, my greatest fear Of course Eleven's far too integral to die Really, if any of the kids went, the whole world would cry. And if they kill Winona Ryder off, I'll follow her into death. But if Netflix kills my Steve, I'll have nothing left. On the day that volume two dropped, I bowed my head to pray. I called out to Jesus, Buddha, and Vecna, a powerful array. I said, if my dear Steve dies, Drag me straight to hell But if or when they heard me There's more than I could tell My hand was trembling as I pressed play to start the show I saw Robin, Steve and Nancy venture down below I shed some happy tears When I saw Joyce and Hopper reunite and when Eleven escaped the thing in the desert and held her friends so tight And I cried, spoiler alert, when Eddie lost his life The pain of losing him twisted like a knife But as time wore on I could do nothing but call Steve's name Without him alive Season five wouldn't be the same. But suddenly the screen was filled saying three months had passed. And I had a divine vision that knocked me on my ass. Steve stood before me with his arms held open wide. And I fell down on my knees and I clung to him and I cried. He raised me to my feet, and as I looked into his eyes, love was shining out from him like sunlight from the skies. Worry and confusion disappeared in sweet release, and every fear I ever had just melted into peace.
the end.